Hello, this is Matt Slick from the Matt Slick Live podcast, where I defend the Christian faith and lay out our foundations of the truth of God's Word. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. We are climbing. To the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. The mysterious Jacob's Ladder today. <laughs> On the Christian Car Guy Show. I don't know if it's mysterious to you, but it always been a little bit mysterious to me. And so I've had a chance to, to share with God a lot that this week on that issue. And so you first heard from uh, actually Bernice Johnson and the Reagan vocal group, that old version of Jacob's Ladder, which is pretty cool. Uh, it was actually a Civil War song. Um which had all sorts of ramifications of soldiers of the cross, but uh, just a difficult situation, no doubt. And then you heard that was actually up the ladder to the roof by the Supremes without Diana Ross. I don't know if you remember, but after Diana Ross left, they, they did that song. They continued on up the ladder for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we are climbing up there today and hopefully get a better look at eternity and very cool in today's show, in my perspective, is we have a really neat episode of Christian Car Guy Theater. It's been a couple of weeks to put it together because of the NRB and all that went on. But it's an extended version than we normally have. It's a couple of minutes longer because it's a really deep episode that talks about the work of grace in the heart of a believer. And and so you, you see this in this discussion between... Um, the character that we have is valiant, that's Christian in the book, Pilgrim's Progress, and faithful. And so they discussed at length with a person by the name of Talkative, what does that actually mean, a grace work in the heart? And I, and I think that this is really some neat teaching, and since I had such terrific actors that were delivering the lines, uh, if you had read the book, it kind of makes it come to life as Alan Johnson reads Faithful's lines in this. And, and so I wanted you to get a full view of everything that John Bunyan said. So it's a little bit longer lesson or longer um, episode today. And I'm very excited about that. So and a lesson in there also. Yeah, yeah there it is. It's, it's um, you know, what a book. I mean, there, there's a reason it's the best-selling book besides the Bible of all time. And, and so what a neat thing that we've, we've been able to bring it to life with such terrific actors. And so we want to share that. And also, as always, today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Kuf. And we've had some shows recently brought to you by that letter, but we have to use it again because 
perhaps, I don't know, you might agree with me by the end of the show that that letter may be, have something to do with Jacob's ladder. It just kind of looks like it. It is actually in Hebrew. It is the letter that goes the furthest below the line. In fact, it's the only letter that goes below the line. And, and that idea of um, coming down as Jesus actually did. So I'm sure you've heard of Jacob's ladder, but let's just go back to the story. It's in Genesis. Poor Jacob, you know, went for the hairy arm treatment against his brother. <laughs> you might remember he tricked his father into giving him the blessing, which upset Esau, his brother, terribly, who then wanted to kill him. And so he had to make a run for it. And he actually was running to Haran to, to um, his mother's family to find a wife. And he stopped along the way at a place we now know as Bethel, which means house of God. How did it get that name? Well, he laid down that night on a rock. <laughs> I still, you know, I don't know how many of you have ever tried to use a rock as a pillow, but I've just not understand. <laughs> but he did. He laid his head on a rock and that night he had a dream. And in this dream, he saw a ladder and on that ladder, angels were ascending and descending fascinating and so when he woke up he goes man this place is awesome <laughs> and he and he and he you know built an altar there and he called the place bethel and 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 the thing that which means house of god but the really cool thing that he heard from god spoke to him directly and said i'm going to be with you jake okay and and since jacob felt god was with him you know, then, then he had the courage to go on the rest of the journey that, you know, clearly end up being Israel and a whole lot of stuff happened. But it's really, really cool when you think about it. Then move fast forward because it's not the last time we're going to hear about this ladder. In the Gospel of John, right at the end of the first chapter is this little section there where Jesus is calling the disciples and Phillips goes and tells Nathaniel that he's seen the Messiah and here comes Nathaniel and Jesus walks up and, you know, here's an Israelite in which no guile is found. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Nathaniel's the, the non-posing, you know, disciple, by the way. He's the one that when you ask him something, you better be ready for the answer. <laughs> but anyway, when he sees Nathaniel, he says, you will see greater things because Nathaniel immediately acknowledges him as the son of God. And he says, you're going to see greater things. You're going to see angels and descending and ascending on the Son of Man, indicating that Jesus is now telling all the world and us that he is, in fact, Jacob's ladder. So the, the, the Sunday school answer is, who's Jacob's ladder? Well, that's Jesus, okay? And, and I think most of us understand that, but here's a new layer to it that I don't know if you've ever considered. I've been considering it all week. At the beginning of that gospel, you might remember that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What is that saying? It's saying that Jesus is the Word, and the Word is Jesus. So again, the Sunday school answer, the Bible is Jesus, and the Jesus is the Bible. Now let's put the two concepts together for a minute and say, okay, as you understand any biblical concept— you now have just taken a hold of a rung of the Jesus ladder, of, of Jacob's ladder, right? And you can now stand on sure footing, because he's a perfect foundation, right? And reach up to grab hold of another rung. So each time you get more and more Bible understanding, you're literally climbing up Jacob's ladder. Beautiful, right, Jerry? Absolutely. And 
so many times we trap ourselves in. I, I want to go back to one thing you just said because I think it's so important for me to understand and, and, and think about this a lot. Where when Jacob is told by God, you know, I'm going to be with you to the end of time. Right. It goes back to the, what was the last thing Christ said to right. us? Yeah. I'll be with you to the end of time. It's just that sort of brings it together that, you know, that we're not on this journey of life alone. Which that's actually a critical, really critical understanding because a lot of this has to do with time and space. When you look at the letter Kuf and you really study that letter, especially in the 119th Psalm, as we talked about last week, the letter I and it gives you an idea of depth perception. How far away are you from God? Well, the, as, as we talk about what we're doing today, the closer we get to God, I don't know if you've ever considered this, is we're climbing up Jacob's ladder. Not only are we getting more light, but we're getting closer to eternity. And so time changes. And actually, as you get closer to God, you know, if you think about it, you become less anxious. Why? Because, you, you know, if God's there, what is there to be anxious about, right? If, if you're, as you grow closer to God, time is no longer the issue that it once was because, again, as you grow closer in time to God by climbing this ladder, rung by rung, ladder by, you know, step by step, then all of a sudden, as we get closer and closer, we are coming into eternity. The idea of he is going to always be with you. And, 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 and it really is, everything's going to be okay. And so we're going to talk a little bit about these verses in the 119th Psalm that share that idea. But what I would love to hear from you today, because this is a live show, and you guys make the show for me in so many different ways, is, you know, what was a rung of Jacob's ladder that you took a hold of? When, when you took a, a hold of that Bible truth, was it grace? Like when you really understood that you're Jesus's favorite? <laughs> like, I, you know, there was rungs that you took a hold of. And when you did, you knew you were standing on something f- that was a firmer foundation, a little bit closer to God than you've ever been able to do. And when did that happen in your life? I would love to hear your story. 866 348 Seven eight eight four is the number to call in and share. Again, it's just it could be something absolutely simple. Simple. That's all the better, as far as I'm concerned, because the simpler as it is, then the, the more we can all understand. Yeah, God, you know, God does, and, and our Lord and Savior doesn't want to make it complicated for us. I mean, what's to simplify it? I mean, you know, and, and the thing is, with the ladder, is to always come to the point of realizing that that ladder is going somewhere, and God wants to make sure we know where it is going and wants us to be there. It's absolutely amazing, and even more amazing when we hear your testimony of how that's worked in your life. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH, the mysterious Jacob's Ladder. When we come back, stay tuned. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Jacob's Ladder, and you might be thinking, I've never heard the Christian Car Guy show before. What does this have to do with cars? Well, (laughs) I'm so glad you asked, right? Because 
if if you are on this ladder, I'm just saying. If you if you go ahead and take a hold of a rung and 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 climb up a step or two, you're going to be headed towards peace. Okay? And and peace when it comes to driving, you're going to make the whole road safer for everybody that because you know it's an interesting thing in, in the um uh, 119th Psalm, there's a verse that I dearly love. It says, great peace. This is in the shin section. It says, great peace have they that love thy law and nothing shall offend them. I, I, have you met anybody with that much peace? <laughs> They've climbed up a few ladder. They've, they're up a few rungs higher than me. But there's no doubt that as, you know, he left his peace with us. And, and as we are on this journey, right, whether you're, short of parts right now, right? The whole uh, yeah. world is short of cars. They're short of parts. They're short of everything in the world. Obviously, we're short of gas. We're, you know. It's hard. I mean, right now, I mean, you think about it. Anybody, you know, that's dealing not, it doesn't just have to be the automotive industry. Raise body shop and record service have plenty of people come through the door mad and upset because of what's going on in their lives and stuff. Well, doctors, clerks at the grocery store, it is tough. I mean, if you're dealing with the public and it's no other reason than it's just just the stress of the uh, so, of the, the times. So every one of us, whether you like Get it on or that not, ladder. <laughs> yeah. Well, every one of us is actually a window into God. I mean, you were made in his image. So you are a window and, and people are looking in that window and do they see me? I hope not. <laughs> or do they see God when they look through the window? And the more I can get rid of me and the more I can put Jesus in the window, you know, the, the, the clearer that somebody gets a picture. So as we're going up and down this ladder, it's an interesting thing to me that you'll see angels ascending and descending. And, and so, yes, we get to climb up the ladder as we're studying the word and we get to do. But the other thing that really you get to do or I get to do, I know, it, you know, is is go back down and and grab a hold of somebody who hasn't made it up those quite as many steps, right? Or give them an understanding that they haven't shared. And this is a, a part of the descending that I think is is really, really a neat opportunity for us, again, not because it's, it has anything to do with me, Robbie Dillmore, but because I'm hoping that people will look through that window and see Jesus, Right? And, and and so Jesus came down all the way, all the way, right to on the cross. That's how far down he came, and 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 why? Well, again, I get a, a really neat thing. I teach special needs um, at at the church. That you, you know, so the very first lesson I taught, maybe you've heard me tell this story, but it's so it's, it illustrates it so well. That, you know, my wife had talked me into doing this. It really wasn't on my bucket list of like, oh, I want to teach special needs. I really rejected it the whole way and fought my wife. And then the teacher said, well, Robbie, I hear you're a pretty good teacher. Why don't you teach the fifth commandment next week? I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) So, all right, well, that's honor your father and mother. I was thinking, I can't even teach my own kids that commandment, right? How am I going to teach special needs kids? And so, you know where he had me? Right where he wanted me. Like, I had to pray like crazy. I didn't know how to make this simple enough that, I, that that this could be taught. And I prayed and I prayed, and finally God just said, well, Robbie, how do you honor? And I was like, well, I guess you get down on a knee. And he goes, okay. And so I remember going in that classroom that day and doing my very best to get the idea of mother and father and then getting down on a knee 
And honestly, I thought I had taught nothing because, you know, folks were punching the air and looking out the window. Autistic people, they don't have a real, you know, sense of, you know, that you see them watching you. You don't know whether you've done anything or not until the parents showed up or the family showed up because these are students who are in their 30s and 40s. And when they did, the students got down on their knees. And then the parents would go like, what was that about? Well, Robbie taught on the fifth commandment. And then the tears came. And then my tears came <laughs> and, 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 and like, oh my goodness, I was able to teach something at a level that, that, that really I had, I had not myself really grasped honor at that point. Are you really willing to stoop? Because there's the picture you see, are you willing to stoop? Wow. Powerful. I, yeah. And, and so, you know, we, have this really cool like you get to see angels ascending and descending up and down this and, and so very cool we 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 climb up to get peace and then we come back down to grab somebody and and help them grab hold of another rung as again you know that's a picture of of what we all get to see yeah we sit there we come back and i told robbie during one of the breaks it's you know, God is able to use us, our experiences. And all of a sudden, that makes such a huge impact. You talked about being the window that people are looking in that window and hoping to see, or we hope they see Christ in our lives, when they've also known what somebody has gone through. And if they're going through it and don't think there's any way I'm going to see the other side of this, and then they come in contact with somebody who has been there, relied on their Lord and Savior, relied on their faith and got to the other side of it and now is still willing to reach down and help them, it's powerful. I mean, I've I sat there and I'm looking at Robbie as I'm saying this because I think of what all he has gone through in his life and stuff. I think of the, the dealership and stuff and what happened there. I mean, how many people have been not maybe at a dealership but just in personal finance, just a crisis, and think there's no way I can, no way I'm going to be able to make this. There's no way... There's any light at the end of this tunnel. There's no no rainbow with a pot of gold at the end of this. But God's always said God always provides a way. And then also part of that way is when we have experienced it to go back and make sure that we're there to be the light and point people to Christ through our lives. Because that that, that that's that's that means more than all the words we can put in any book or or things we can say on the radio is whenever they see it in our lives and we're willing to share it. Yeah, that's a great point. As I remember David Jeremiah saying once that, you know, after he got cancer, all these people called in, your messages are so much powerful, more powerful than they used to be. Well, they were recorded way back before he had cancer. <laughs> but, but the point is they're looking through the lens of your life and, and seeing what it is that you're enduring. And sometimes I'm convinced um, we're given the honor of suffering for Christ just so that people can get a window of what God looks like, you know? Yeah, and, and we're talking about this, and I know time's running out, but I just want to make one, say one thing. We're all hopefully on that ladder. What rung are we standing on? What What is the next rung we have a grip on with our hand? I think, you know, the question is, and this is sort of, I told Rob, it's one of those personal things, you're not going to get a lot of callers about it, but I think we're all sitting there thinking right now, or at least I hope going through everyone's mind and as a Christian, should always go through our mind, what is it going to take us to make that next step? 
And what is it going to take us to reach back to somebody else? And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's episode, A Plymouth Progress, episode 26. Now, Jimmy saw in his dream that Plymouth Fury Faithful was about to challenge Oldsmobile Tornado Talkative to see if he could walk his talk. Well, if you will, we will continue our conversation. And since you left it with me to state the question, let it be this. How does the saving grace of God make itself known when it is in the heart of a sedan? Well then, I perceive that our talk must be about the power of things. It is a very good question, and I shall be willing to answer you. I will make my answer brief and to the point. First, where the grace work of God is at work in the heart, it causes there to be a great outcry against sin. Secondly, I believe that... Nay, hold, let us consider your points one at a time. I think you should have said, it makes itself known by inclining the soul to hate its sin. Well, why? What difference is there between crying out against and hating sin? Oh, there is a great deal of difference. A sedan may cry out against sin out of principle, but he cannot hate it unless he has God's own antipathy against it. I have heard many cry out against sin in the pulpit, but they still abide sin well enough in their heart, house and conversation. Potiphar's wife cried out with a loud voice against Joseph, as if she had been very holy. But she would have willingly, despite her cries to the contrary, committed adultery with Joseph if he had been willing. Some cry out against sin, even as the mother cries out against her child in her lap when she calls her child a little devil and a naughty girl and then smothers her child with hugs and kisses. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. Mysterious Jacob's Ladder, which I think is very timely for me personally, as I was talking to Jerry during the break that, you know, I was at the NRB two weeks or week before last and totally overwhelmed with the events of what's going on actually on the earth right now between um, essentially sex trafficking and, and, and Ukraine and Ethiopia and China and all sorts of things that I, you know, kind of almost would have liked to put my fingers in my ear. I've heard all I want to hear. But interestingly, as, as, as God has allowed me to report on all those things from different radio shows that I do and all sorts of things, then, and, and I felt, like I said, overwhelmed, but he's given me this because he's like, just take another step. <laughs> just um, get a little closer. And, and as you get closer you, you get that peace, right? 
right? Yeah. You know, and that other step, you know, for me on the ladder, and I think when the times are like they are now, it's also to remember when I climb a ladder, I try to make sure I keep my a grip on the the next step, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I th- it reminds me of that uh, Jamaica, they have a song, Take a Grip. And that's what that reminds me of, just, man, I got to always, I got to hang on, take, a, take another grip. I mean, just... Right, and there's the, and there's this sense of like, oh man. And when I saw this this week, I was actually studying the 119th Psalm, which you know they've got the podcast that I've been doing since last July, as I've been working, working, working on this. And I realized, man, every one of these verses is wrong. And and you got a chance at well, actually, every letter is wrong because every letter is Jesus. But but it's 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 really a fascinating journey as as he's just given me more and more peace and more and more understanding but this letter kuf as we talked about it's got so much to do with the proximity with how close you are to god and and as you get closer to him it affects eternity and and that 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 the part that just grabs my mind and just sends me in an interesting place so let me read these two verses the last two verses in the coast section of verse 151 and 152 and it says thou art near okay and and the idea of the letter kuf is that that letter means near to god i mean it's just holiness is that's what that is thou art near O lord and all thy commandments are truth well Truth in Hebrew is a spectacular word, okay? It's a spectacular word because it's the name of the outfit I work for. <laughs> the Truth Network. But truth in Hebrew is emet, and it starts with an aleph, which is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Then it has a mem, which is the middle of the Hebrew alphabet, and it ends in a tav, which is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which means that God's stamp is on everything from the beginning to the middle to the end. It is all truth every last letter of his word of jacob's ladder <laughs> you didn't get it it's all coming back together that every bit of it he is with you every letter of the way and every letter of it you can completely stand on and i'm talking about the bible every single letter you can stand on is absolute truth from the beginning to the middle to the end so then the 152nd verse says, concerning thy testimonies. Well, you may know we got a New Testament and an Old Testament. Okay, those are testimonies. They're eyewitnesses. So concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. So see now how he goes from nearness to time. So it's time and space, right? As you get near, it affects time. Because, but that word old, when it says I've known of old, in Hebrew, the word old is also a spectacular word because it is the exact same word as east. So when you think about that, when, a, when the idea of time is what's in the east, well, the sun rises in the east. And, and, and of course, you know, when he put Eden, where did he put it? He put it in the east. It, it, you see, and again, it, it has to do with... As we get closer to the sun, we get more light. And I'm talking about S-O-N. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because it, it just, it, fixed it. it fits that way. And so as you're putting your foot on another rung and as you get a little bit closer, things can get more of the light of, right? Because Jesus also in the same passage in John chapter one, right? He is the life and the life is the light of men. And so as we get closer to the life and we get the light, then interestingly, 
you know, the speed of light, it's all connected. Are you seeing that as you do that, you're, you're touching eternity? And, and so I don't know if you've ever made the connection I did as soon as I was looking at this verse that said, the verse says, you know, in, in the fifth commandment, you know, honor your mother and father that you'll what? Live long in the land. Well, if you honor your heavenly father, guess what? And you spend time, right? He's number one in your time and he's number one in your reach, your climb, number one in your time and number one in your climb. And guess what? You're going to touch eternity. Right? As, as you understand who Christ was, that he paid the price for your sin, you accept that he did, in fact, do that. That is truth, right? Absolutely. And, and you give him your life. You now step out of time and into eternity. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, it's absolutely so connected. But it takes a lot of light. It did in my life. I came to faith through the Bible. And so I was, I'd read a whole ton of, I, <laughs> before I got to Job and the New Testament, before I ever accepted Christ, because I needed a whole lot of light, because I'd been in a serious amount of darkness, Jerry. That's the deal. You know, I was a car salesman. But you're also saying that, you know, it's so, so absolutely true, especially what we've experienced as, as Christians over the last few years. I mean... The further we get talk, caught up in the what the voices in our our ears and the media and the, everything that's going on, we allow that to take our time instead of spending time with with our Lord and Savior. We can't make the connection how we can get through this and how God is going to be able to use that for His purpose and that God still has a plan. That's where we get can get off the track when we're not spending the time with Him. Because if it's the pandemic, if it's our social issues, political issues, and now the threat of war and the, 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 the genocide that's happening and stuff throughout the world, without being close to God, how do we ever bring that into focus? Yeah, I'm, we need peace. And the yeah. only way to get peace is, is to move close. We need your calls, 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. You are trying to catch me in a lie, I perceive. Hmm. No, not I. I am only for setting things right. But what is the second thing whereby you would prove a discovery of a work of grace in the heart? Well, great knowledge of gospel mysteries. This sign should have been the first, but first or last... It is also false, for knowledge, great knowledge, may be obtained in the mysteries of the gospel, and yet no work of grace in the soul. Yea, if a man have all the knowledge, he may yet be nothing, and so consequently be no child of God. When Christ said, Do you know all these things? And the disciples had answered, Yes. He added, Blessed are ye if ye do them. He doth not lay the blessing in the knowing of them, but in the doing of them. For there is a knowledge that is not attended with doing. He that knoweth his master's will, and doeth it not. A sedan may know like an angel, and yet be no Christian. Therefore your sign of it is not true. Indeed, to know is a thing that pleaseth talkers and boasters, but to do is that which pleaseth God. Not that the heart can be good without knowledge, 
for without that, the heart is nothing. There is, therefore, knowledge and knowledge. Knowledge that resteth in the bare speculation of things, and knowledge that is accompanied with the grace of faith and love, which puts us a sedan upon doing even the will of God from the heart. The first of these will serve the talker, but without the other, the true Christian is not content. Give me understanding, and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Psalm 119.34 You are trying to trip me with details. This is not for edification. No, I am only trying to set things right. But uh, what is the second way in which a work of grace makes itself known in the heart of man? Not I, for I see we shall not agree. Well, if you will not, will you give me leave to do it? You may use your liberty. A work of grace in the soul reveals itself either to him that has it or to those who observe him. To him who has it, it gives him conviction of sin, especially the sins of his nature and the sin of unbelief, for the sake of which he is sure to be condemned if he doesn't find the mercy from God, which only comes by faith in Jesus Christ. This sight and sense of things works in him sorrow and shame for his sin. He finds, moreover, revealed in himself the Savior of the world, and then he realizes with absolute necessity that he must receive the Savior for life. And when he realizes that, he finds in himself hungerings and thirstings after his Savior. And finally, from these hungerings, the promise is made. Now, according to the strength or weakness of his faith in his Savior, so is his joy and peace, so is his love to holiness, so are his desires to know his Savior more, and also to serve the Savior in this world. But though I say it reveals itself thus unto him, yet it is but seldom that he is able to conclude that this is a work of grace because his corruptions now and his abused reason make his mind to misjudge in this matter. Therefore, in him that has this work, there is required a very sound judgment before he can, with steadiness, conclude that this is a work of grace. To others, this is the way it is discovered. 1. By experimental confession of his faith in Christ. Two, by a life answerable to that confession. For example, a life of holiness, heart holiness, family holiness, if he has a family, and by conversation holiness in the world, which basically teaches him inwardly to hate sin, and himself, for that matter, in secret. To suppress it in his family and to promote holiness in the world, not by talk only, as a hypocrite or talkative sedan may do, but by practical subjection in faith and love to the power of the word. And now, sir, as to this brief description of the work of grace and also the discovery of it, if you have reason to object, object. If not, then give me leave to propound to you a second question. Nay. My part is not now to object, but to hear. Let me therefore have your second question. It is this. 
Do you experience this first part of this description of grace, and does your life and conversation reveal this grace? Or does your religion stand only in word or in tongue, but not in deed and truth? Pray, if you choose to answer me in this, say no more than you know the God above will say amen to. And also, nothing but what your conscience can justify you in. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. Be careful if you say, I am thus and thus, when my conversation and all my neighbors tell me I lie is great wickedness. Then Talkative at first began to blush, but recovering himself, thus he replied, Well, you come now to talk about experience, to conscience and God, and to appeal to him for justification of what is spoken. This kind of discourse I did not expect, nor am I disposed to give an answer to such questions, because I do not count myself bound to respond to you unless you take upon yourself to be a catechizer, and, and though you should so do, yet I may refuse to make you my judge. But I pray, will you tell me why you ask me such questions? Because I saw you forward to talk, and because I knew not that you had aught else but notion. Besides, to tell you all the truth, I have heard of you, that you are a man whose religion lies in talk, and that your conversation gives this your mouth profession the lie. They say that you are a spot among Christians, and that religion fareth the worse for your ungodly conversation, and that some already have stumbled at your wicked ways, and that more are in danger of being destroyed thereby. Your religion, and an alehouse, and covetousness, and uncleanliness, and swearing, and lying, and vain company keeping, and so on, and so on, will stand together. The proverb is true of which is said of a prostitute, to wit, that she is ashamed to all women, so are you ashamed to all professors. Well, since you are so eager to take up reports, and to judge me so rashly as you do, I cannot but conclude you are some peevish and melancholy man, not fit to be discoursed with. And so adieu. Then came up Valiant and said to his brother, Faithful, you did well to talk so plainly to him as you did. I am glad we had this little discourse with him. It may happen that he will think of it again. I have dealt plainly with him, and so am clear of his blood if he perisheth. There is but little of this faithful dealing with sedans nowadays, and that makes religion to stink so in the nostrils of many as it doth. They are these talkative fools whose religion is only in word and are debauched and vain in their conversation. That being so admitted into the fellowship of the godly do puzzle the world, blemish Christianity, and grieve the sincere. Hey, I wish that all sedans would deal with such as you have done. Then should they either be made more comfortable to religion, or the company of saints would be too hot for them. Tune in next time for the next exciting adventure of the Plymouth's progress. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy, that talkative is like a talking encyclopedia. He speaks volumes. <laughs> yeah, Danny. <laughs> Woo-wee. This episode was a doozy. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of speakeasies, but there was nothing easy about this. <laughs> you know, Danny, one should always trust your mind when it says it has nothing much to say. <laughs> Talkative sure could use that advice. <laughs> 
Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. We listen to the Truth Network. Truthnetwork.com. This is the Truth Network.